What's going on guys? Welcome back to Gang Green Talk. I'm your host, Nick Monjovi. This is episode 22. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, just know that um, if you look up Gang Green Talk on Apple Podcasts, it's there as well. Um, just thought I should let you guys know that. Also, if you're not following me on Instagram at gangreen.capital, go ahead and follow me there. I'm about, I'm about 7 to 10 followers away from 1,500. So if you're not following me, make sure to go do that. Get me to 1500. That would be greatly appreciated. But let's get into the show. Um, first question I want to ask that I'm also going to answer is what does this team need to go? What does this team need to do in order for them to make the playoffs? And also what has to go right for them to make the playoffs? Um, a lot of things. A lot of things got to go right. Let's start with Zach Wilson. Um, he's the focal point of this team. We're definitely building around him, getting making sure that he has everything he needs to succeed and progress in this league. Um, he has to have a Pro Bowl year. Um, he has to end up being a top 10, 12, 12-ish quarterback in the NFL. And if not get into the Pro Bowl, at least get a ton of Pro Bowl votes and maybe like not get in. But I think what a ton of Pro Bowl votes will get in. Um, yeah, he has to be one of the better quarterbacks in this league. And is it possible? Yeah, I mean, we've seen quarterbacks take huge leaps in year two. Carson Wentz did it, Burrow, Herbert. I mean, we we see it all the time. So is it possible? Yes. Is it likely? I don't think so. Um, what else has to go right? Offensive line has to drastically improve. I know it has on paper, but that's including Mekhi Becton. Now, I was going to talk about him later, but we'll just get into it now. Um, he's a lot bigger. And by bigger, I don't mean height. I mean weight. He looks as fat as ever. He looks way too fat. Fatter than he's ever been. Um, And it's almost like he hasn't really... Been working out when he was in Texas. I believe that's where he was. Salah said they've been keeping tabs on him there, but it doesn't sound like he's doing anything. Um, that's concerning because if we don't have our left tackle slash or right tackle, whatever, it's going to be a problem. George Fent, is he going to be as good as he was last year? I know he's probably going to be playing for a contract this year, so he's going to be probably a little bit better than last year. Then if we pay him, he's I think he's already in his 30s. That's a problem. So Becton, you gotta be better. Lincoln Tomlinson and being the addition that he is, he's gotta be he's gotta be good too. Connor McGovern gotta be a little, a little bit better than last year. He had a had a decent year. Year before that was kind of atrocious, but last year was pretty good. A V T, keep doing what you're doing. If the offensive line can be again top twelve, top ten, again, where that's a we're, we're uh, good strides. Making big strides going forward. Um, the receivers can't have as many drops as we had. So many drops. Um, for sure, adding Garrett Wilson is going to be huge. Corey and also got to stay healthy. That group did not stay healthy last year. So Corey and Elijah, you guys got to stay healthy. Um, also, someone else has got to step up in case someone gets hurt. Like Bratz, got to step up. Um, I'll talk about a little bit more about the receivers a little bit. Um, tight end, your tight end room. Conklin and Uzama and 
uh, Jeremy Ruckert and possibly Lawrence Cager, wide receiver, turned into tight end. You guys got to be a nice safety plan for Zach, and you guys got to be huge in the run game as well. Talking about run game, running backs, Brees Hall. I know you're going to be listed as the number one. Michael Carter, I know you're going to get a lot of um, reps as well. You guys got to be really good. It's got to be probably one of the best running back tandems in the NFL to go to playoffs. Now, I know I'm naming a lot of things. The AFC is loaded. This is as loaded as the AFC has ever been. So a lot of things got to go right. And this is just on the offensive side. Defensive side, got to stop the run. Stopping the run was atrocious last year. Couldn't do it. Adding um, Jermaine Johnson is going to help with that because then you, you can put JFM on the inside, especially all that helps in passing uh, passing downs. To try to stop the run, JFM is better on the outside. Um, Solomon Thomas could have done that as well. Vinny Curry, just bringing a lot of guys in to get this done is huge. And then again, we have Courtney Williams and Carl Lawson coming back from his Achilles injury. Huge. Linebackers got to be a little bit better, but it's not, I mean, we don't really have much as it is. Uh, LaMarcus Joyner, hopefully he's back, and well, when he's back, and he makes a huge impact. Ashton Davis has to be better. He's got to just be playable because he's not been the past two years. And my brother made a good point. He, um, he was like a track star in college. He played football, but like not much. So it's probably why it's taken a little bit to develop. I heard he's flying around in minicamp and OTAs and all that, all that good stuff. I heard he's flying around there, looking great. So that's that's nice to see. Um, secondary's definitely gotta do better. We give the most points in the in, in the league last year, I believe. Definitely the most yards. They like historically bad that uh, last year, but now it looks like we got two number one corners, DJ Reed for sure, and Sauce Gardner. Uh, Salah raved about him on on the Rich Eisen show, saying for how good he is and how much shit he talks, he's very humble. Um, he'll he'll make you work as a receiver. He'll he'll run step for step with you, but if he if he locks you down, he will let you know that he locked you down. And I love that. He's got that swagger. Um, I mean, rightfully so. Dude hasn't given up a touchdown since he was in high school. So, um, I know the Jets receivers aren't as great as some other teams are going to be seeing. Like, in a week one against the Ravens, we have a better receiving core than they do. But week two, we're going to see Amari Cooper. Week three, it's going to be Chase and Higgins and Boyd. And week four, it's going to be... Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool and so he's got to be able to lock those guys up too it's not going to be the same guys he faced in Cincinnati but I think he's going to be able to get it done and I think he's going to be legit that's huge as well also coaching coaching got to be better as well I know Salo and that the city that that the team went through a lot of growing pains last year uh rookie head coach rookie coaching staff especially head coach first year head coach um, first year quarterback, um, a lot of rookies, both on offense and on defense, a lot of moving pieces. It was rough to watch. I don't think that's going to happen this year. I think they're going to take a huge leap, personally. By a huge leap, I mean eight, nine wins. Ten wins, possibly, even. Daniel Jeremiah said on the Rich Eisen show as well, I believe it was yesterday. He doesn't think this team is going to be one of those where it's a rebuild, right, and then they win two to three more games this year. So that's 
six to seven total. And then the year after they won another two to three. So they get to nine and ten. He thinks they're gonna take a legitimate leap forward and probably win nine to eleven games. Those are the that's probably what he means. Even eight to eleven. That's a huge margin for that's a huge um difference in wins, but that's the kind of leap I want to see. Eight to eleven wins. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. That's it. I'm not asking for anything more. I do not want anything less. If we win seven, it's not it's not a successful season, in my opinion, unless there's injuries. And by injury, I mean lots, like Zach. If we win seven games without Zach, this team is definitely going places. Um, but yeah, Michael Floor definitely looked better as the year went on. He learned that he couldn't use the tight ends that he had last year, and then he was able to. He had to first see what Zach could handle, and then as the year went on, he realized Zach could handle a little bit more, so he gave him a little bit more things to do. Made it a little bit simpler, maybe threw in some other complex plays in there, and then all of a sudden this t- this offense looked pretty good. They looked pretty good. And that was without Corey and sometimes Elijah Moore. It was just Bradson Barrios making things happen. Bradson Barrios might be our slot receiver, and so be it. I don't care who it is. I want whoever's going to be good. To be, to be playing. I don't care who it is. But yeah, a lot of things got to go right. I mentioned a lot of things in... How long? We've been recording for about almost nine and a half minutes. Just about what this team needs to get done in 2022 to make the playoffs. It's not going to happen, guys. Don't get your hopes up. I'm excited for football. Don't get me wrong. But I can't see this team going to the playoffs. Let's talk about some players that... A player that has been playing well. The star of minicamp, star of OTAs, basically of all off-season workouts. According to Connor, Jay Hughes, on Twitter, Jeff's wide receiver Jeff Smith. Now, he's a speedster. He's pretty tall. I want to say he's 6'2", 6'3". Let me look it up. Uh, I believe he's 6'2"-ish. Oh, he's 6'1". 195. Tall, lanky. He's fast, man. He's real fast. Um, he's played three years in the league. Um, I posted about it on Instagram the other day. I said how he's been looking great at camp, winning most of his one-on-one battles. Um, consistency is key with him this offseason, which is huge. Huge, huge, huge. Um... Hold on, I gotta, I gotta go read exactly what I said. I don't remember. I was top of my head sometimes. Um, he consistently won his matchups and took a lot of first team reps, according to Connor J. Hughes. Yeah, first team reps. That's a guy that's what sixth on the depth chart. I mean, depth chart is n- not really in order. I mean, the first four, are not no particular order. Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis. Bratz and Barrios, and then it's Mims and him, so he's five or six on the depth chart, taking first team reps. I think that's huge. I think that's a huge uh little nugget there that we that this team should not that the fans should not be overlooking, that the coaching staff should not be overlooking. I know I know they know who they got. This coaching staff in the front office looks like they know what, what they're doing. They definitely know what they got. And I think Jeff Smith could be a dark horse for 
top three receiver on the team next year, this uh, this, this upcoming year. Um, I'm hoping he's good enough to where I said this about Mims too. I hope one of them, if not both, are good enough to where by the end of the year we look at receiving room, our, our wide receiver room, and go look. Garrett Wilson's the number one. Elijah Moore is one B. Three, Bradston maybe. Or three is. Jeff Smith or Denzel Mims, who's also tied with Corey Davis. So then they're like, look, Jeff Smith and Denzel Mims barely make any money. Braxton Barrios is a five mil a year for three years. Corey Davis is twelve and a half million dollars a year. If these guys are by these guys, Jeff Smith and I mean Jeff Smith and Denzel Mims, if they're as good as Corey Davis, or slightly worse, or even slightly better, if he's slightly better, you move on from Corey Davis. You trade him for a third, fourth round pick kind of thing to a team that needs a receiver that's lacking veteran uh, attributes, I guess the word you can say, of veteran presence in their locker room. That type of guy. He's a former first round pick, so I mean... He's no, he's not bad at all either. Top ten back. Um, I just don't think he's worth twelve and a half million. But then again, you have to overpay to get guys to play here when you only win two to six games a year. I mean, you just have to do it. Um, or else you're not able to, to able to fill a roster, and that's okay. But that's changing now. I can see it changing. A lot of people didn't like that. I'm ready to move on from Corey, and that's not what I said. I said, if these players are good enough to where we can get out of the contract, it should be done. Because soon, if Zach is Zach, we need all the money we can to pay him. And we're not paying these guys any money. So not only that, we're going to improve the team even more that year by getting out of the Corey Davis contract. And I know... They might the, a lot of people make the argument that he has good chemistry with Zach. And he does. He does have good chemistry. But so does Braxton Barrios, and he's our number four. So does Elijah Moore. He's our two. Hopefully our 1A. We don't know what the Garrett Wilson is yet. Jeff Smith, apparently, he's been taking first-team reps, and he's been great. So it looks like they have good chemistry. Denzel Mims, Denzel Mims we don't really know because he was hurt all year. So... I think the chemistry will build over time. I don't think that's the issue here. I know he's a familiar face, but and a good locker room guy. But we got a lot of those now. And if these guys are good enough and legit receivers, and we can move on from a guy that makes $12.5 million, I think you go out and you do it. You move on. And then you go sign a big fish in free agency. I don't know who it is. I don't know what position it's going to be. But you can go do it if you do that. Also, if somehow Terry McLaurin becomes available and a trade is offered by the Jets, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think they're even going to be in the mix. But if it happens, you offer them Corey Davis in a second or a third. You have to. And they have to take the, the contract because then we can't pay Terry. 
But if you get him, if you get Zach Wilson, Terry McLaurin, along with Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore, my God, they're going. They would go to the playoffs. He's that good. I think he's a top twenty receiver. He's not a top ten, but he's top twenty. Because there's a, and that's no knock on him. There's a crazy amount of wide receiver talent in this league. But that's dreaming. That's not going to happen. So let's come back to reality and hope Jeff Smith is a good football player. That's all I'm saying. Garrett Wilson. Two things with him. Um, he found out what the rookie dinner was. Um, he was on a podcast. I think it forget who was in it exactly. Who was on the podcast, but he was talking about, oh yeah, the rookie dinner is going to be fun. Rookie dinner is going to be fun. No, it's not, buddy. What they do with the rookie dinner is with the Jets or any team in the league. There's rookies, obviously. Rookies got to pay the bill. Sometimes it's whatever position group you're in, you pay the bill for that position group, or it's you split it evenly or whatever amongst the rest of uh, the entire team. We have three first-round picks and an early second-round pick. Jets are going to have a lot of fun at their dinner. Um, they know Garrett Wilson's making $20 million guaranteed. They know Sauce is getting a lot of money. They know Jermaine's getting a lot of money. They know Brees Hall's getting a lot of money. They're going to have a lot of fun. Zach probably got killed with the bill last year. Killed. Same thing with AVT. Probably got drilled. Um, Brashad Breland of a former New England Patriot on the Pat McAfee show said Tom Brady showed up to theirs and had sips of some of the most expensive wines for hundreds and thousands of dollars. Took a couple sips and just left. Left them the bill. They do that. I mean, that's the only kind of hazing that's in the league now. They kind of get rid of everything else for the most part, I would think. Um, obviously, I'm not there, so I don't really know. But according to Pat McAfee, that's kind of it is the dinner. They don't think that they'll ever, that uh, the, the rookie dinner will ever go away. But I think it's kind of funny. They're just having fun. It's not a big deal. Um, but Garrett was talking about. Um, Sauce Gardner speeds on his uh he speeds on his one v ones against fourth overall pick Sauce Gardner iron sharpens iron. Um, he says like every matchup's good. He definitely makes you work. He's really really good, like legit number one type corner, legit, and that's huge. I think he's really NFL ready. I um when he first was in college coaches didn't think he was ready then injuries put him in the game and he locked up freshman year so he's been really doing it for four years been a stud at Cincinnati no touchdowns I think he's ready to go Garrett Wilson um he's definitely been getting better from that and Garrett's gonna be a stud as well um flight 2022 take oh no let me get to Zach Wilson's offseason workouts first there's about 40 days between the end of mini camp, mandatory mini camp, and training camp. Um, that's off time. Now, it says a lot about a player with what they do in their off time. Some guys take a break, spend time with family. Some guys still work out and throw a little bit, catch a few balls, have a little catch, you know, run a few routes. 
Zach is doing it all. He's going to tight end you. Tight end university, you know. The whole event set up with Kittle and Kelsey and all the best tight ends in the world. Um, he's going to have off-season workouts with all of his players. Like he did before the draft. And in the off-season when they were signing for agents. Like he did that. He's going to do it again. He's going to stay sharp. He's going to keep eating the gym. Keep eating healthy. Staying on his diet. Making sure he's ready to go. For training camp and the season, which is huge. Love to see that from your quarterback. Um, again, Makai Betton, gotta lose the weight. You gotta show up, and you gotta work hard, and you gotta lose the weight, and that's forty days. You gotta lose a good amount of it. It's gonna be hard, but you gotta do it. Cause you gotta be committed to football, or else we're moving on. Although th that shirt you're wearing, how you're fat, and whatever the hell else it said, it's true. You are fat. But you have to lose the weight if you want to play. You have to, to prove people wrong. You have to lose the weight and not be fat. There's that as well. Uh, also, my guy back then was pissed off at Jets reporter Rich Samini. Writes for ESPN as well. And works for ESPN. Writes for the Jets. Um, he asked him a question about missing minicamp and OTAs and all this stuff. Like, I know you had a baby. But um, is there any other reason why you may have missed camp? And he got pissed. And he was rich. You know I had a kid. You know that type of thing. Kind of like, no, there's no there's no other reason. I think Rich was hinting at, um, are you still hurt? Are you are you still unhealthy? Like 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 what's going on with that? But he didn't say it. But he was kind of hinting towards it, and that it made and that made Mackay pretty upset. So that happened probably about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Let's get into the flight 2022 takeaways. I think my biggest takeaway from one of the biggest ones from it is one. I didn't know Adam Schefter grew up on Long Island as a, and is a Jets fan. Um, he's got people telling him close to him from when he was lived on Long Island about how um, how much a Jets Super Bowl, even a playoff win, would mean to the Jets. Like there's no other their fans there's no other organization uh fans in the nfl that a super bowl or play one would, would mean more to those are huge words we're we're a hungry fan base we're passionate we want the best from you but we'll let you know when when you're playing poorly um so yeah a playoff win slash even oh my god super bowl win would be insane. It would mean the world to us. So many of us haven't seen them win it yet. So many of us haven't seen them win. My dad wasn't even alive yet when they won that first Super Bowl. He's 51, turning 52. That's when you know it's been a long time. Paul Andrew Hesden Jr. on Twitter says... Super interesting nugget. Jets QB Zach Wilson revealed that ownership, GM, and the head coach reached out to him this offseason to get his input on guys he liked in the NFL draft and potential for agents. Zach was talking about this on Flight 2022, and he said, I just think it goes a long way. A lot of people have mixed opinions about this. A lot of people don't like that. The quarterback has somewhat of an, a say in the organization, especially one that hasn't done much yet for the team. 
He's only played one season. So the fact that he has an input is a problem to some people, but I like him. I like it because they believe in him. They want to know what he's thinking about the guys that they want and what maybe other guys that they didn't really think of or they were thinking about talking about but not much. And if Zach likes him, they'll talk about it. They want Zach to be happy. They want Zach to be to play well. They want him to really, really succeed in this league. And they want this team ultimately to win football games and play meaningful games in December. And, in, in December. That Joe Douglas keeps going back to that. We want to play meaningful games in December. So possibly getting an input from Zach. Zach did say that Garrett Wilson was number one on his list from that draft class. Could he just be saying that because they drafted him? Absolutely. But I don't think it was. They always uh, talk about Brees Hall and his versatility as a runner and as a pass catcher. Going to be huge for this offense. I don't think he talked much about Jermaine Johnson. I mean, it's the defensive side. I don't expect him to talk much about that. He knows Sauce is a dog. And he knows Jermaine definitely is a dog as well. And he likes that they brought in Lincoln Tomlinson to protect him and all, all that good stuff. CJ Uzama and Tyler Conklin. Speaking of them, they wanted to be New York Jets, especially CJ. Oh my God. Once he hit free agency, he knew he wanted to be a New York Jet. Uh, the Bengals tried prying him away after he signed to bring him back, and he said no. Um, both those, both CJ and Tyler liked how the Jets had a plan f to utilize their, their skills. And they liked that they were wanted and that they had a plan for them. They, the, the security there, they liked that a lot. And so do I. I like that they're really sticking to what they tell the players that they're signing. They're not lying to them, which is a huge thing. It's changing the culture. It's making guys want to come and play for the New York Jets. In a big city, New York, I know they play in New Jersey, but New York is a tough place to play. The lights are bright all the time, 24-7. There are things caught on camera that wouldn't be caught in camera on camera if you're playing in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Those type of things. So, playing under the brightest of lights for the New York Jets uh, and, the, and, and a league that hasn't seen good New York football in a really long time, it's huge that they get guys that want to come here. So with that being said, that's going to wrap up the episode. A lot of information jam-packed into 27 minutes or so. Um, hope you guys enjoyed. It's kind of hard to do these. Honestly, I think I'm going to start doing once every other week until training camp starts. Because there's just not enough information in a week to talk about. So I'm going to give it two weeks from this upload, this upload to upload the next one, just because it it, ma it makes sense, you know. Because what what am I gonna talk about? Imagine if I uploaded last week, right? I would have talked about like two of these things. This episode would have been ten minutes long. So, yeah, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do every other Thursday, Friday, every other week. We're gonna do from from here on out until we get to training camp, and there'll be more things to talk about. And if not, then definitely the season. Um, when training camp starts 
in July. Um, I'm de- I, I definitely want to get into some fantasy stuff. I love fantasy football, but I'm, I'll definitely start doing that. I'll give my rankings um, for PPR. I don't do standard. I mean, I don't know who really does anymore for PPR. And I got a keeper league. Talk to you guys about that. My favorite players I like this year. Some guys I want to keep an eye on for sure. Um, yeah, I've been doing that work already. I know it's June 23rd, but I love fantasy, so I'm, I'm doing it early. Um, what else? What else? What else? Yeah, definitely want to do fantasy stuff. Um, maybe we'll sign some more guys from here on there. I don't know. You never really know what happens. Uh, God, what? June. We're almost on June 23rd, right? God damn, dude. So much to lie. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed. I'm just rambling at this point, thinking out loud. Talk to you guys in two weeks. Peace out.